Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? Welcome to the show. Don't forget, get your uh, jiggy on 24-7 at MotorcycleMadhouse.com. Today, we're going to be talking about a little something-something here about why I think clubs ain't getting along. We're going to continue the discussion we had last week, why they need to get along. And right now I'm educating myself on them Australia bikey laws. And if the federal government uh, here in the United States had any hand in helping to mold them. So with that in mind, and yes, we're going to be covering a little news today. I was sitting here thinking, it's 2023 and a lot of people say, it's time to evolve. And then this one comment in my comment section of, I believe it was Spotify or something, the guy said, dominant clubs need to get off their high horse. Now, a lot of times I'll look at comments and trying to analyze what they're trying to tell me. And that one stuck out to me. I don't know why it did, but it did. But here's the thing, and I've noticed this, this when I'm doing some of the news. A lot of the incidences you're seeing doesn't even involve a dominant. Now, I'm not saying it isn't, but I'm just saying lately, a lot of people have seen clubs that they might not have recognized. And I step back and I say to myself, why is that? Why is that, that there's a lot of newer clubs that a lot of people haven't known now in the news? And after going back into some of these articles and studying them, I noticed the trend. A lot of these new clubs, they're not into being told what to do. And isn't that speaking of the generation that we're really in? People don't want to be told what to do. The traditions that many of us uphold as the best thing for the scene is no longer. And that's hard to say because me, I respect tradition. I like the tradition. But the problem is times are changing. And what's that old adage? If dinosaurs would have evolved, they would have survived. And that's the same thing with the club scene. You got to evolve with the times, especially when you're facing a more hostile government in the United States. It's already hostile over in Australia. It's hostile over in Europe, especially the Nordic states and Germany. But you have to say to yourself, why? I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. The 80s were bad, 90s were bad, and a lot of bad stuff was popping off with clubs. So is it the reputations that happened decades ago that are keeping the cops on everybody? I don't know. That's a question maybe you need to answer for yourselves. But one thing I have seen is these newer clubs basically thumbing their nose at tradition. And that's where you get a lot of definitions or words of patch policing that come in and the attitude, uh, you're not telling me what to do. And the reason why it's different now is because a lot of these guys coming in never were around 
MCs, never around bikers. They're coming straight off the streets. So they're taking that attitude with them into clubs now. And you do have a lot of clubs that their old timers are being pushed out by these newer guys. And with that comes a new ideology with them. That's why you might be seeing problems down in Texas or in uh, California on the East Coast. You, and we've talked about it last week, the gangbanger mentality. So you have to say to yourself, how do clubs combat that mentality? And I'm sorry to say, I think it's going to be too hard. I think trying to control that type of membership is a lost cause. Because like I said, they come in, they have the numbers, they have the votes, and they push out the older guys who would try to tell them, no, that's not the way to do things. Drive-by shootings within the club scene have been more prevalent than before. And yes, it happened in the past, but not like it is happening to today. And you have a lot of other clubs, the smaller ones, standing up to dominance saying, no, that ain't happening. We don't care how long you've been around. We're not going to, you know, conform to the way you want us to conform to. We're doing our own thing. So what is a dominant to do? And a lot of their names are really brought up a lot by people on the Internet, especially in our comments section. And my funny, the funniest one is, well, this dominant club has to do something about them. The person saying this ain't even in a damn club. But they're trying to say somebody else needs to do something like they got any skin in the game. But when you step back and you know, look at that, there's not much that can be done. Not with technology nowadays. There's no damn way that you're going to want to risk a member or any of that. Either the death or the jail cell because somebody said, nope, ain't going to deal with it. Ain't going to deal with it. And that's a very good point because you're seeing a lot of dominant clubs say, you know what? No. No. I, I see a lot of dominant clubs where they were not even wearing their patches hardly anymore. But not to get off topic here, you know, I sat back and I was, and I'm not throwing BD under the bus or anything. I'm just asking myself is protocol now becoming obsolete with the new people that are coming into the scene? And it sure to hell looks like it. It sure to hell looks like people are saying, screw protocol, chuck out tradition, we don't want it anymore. Is that saying that the scene's evolving? Who knows? Only those younger kids are going to know what I'm talking about. They're going to say to themselves, yeah, Hollywood's right. We don't want to be pushed around anymore. And what is going to be done about that? Nothing, because they got a lot of street-level guys now in these clubs that are going to fight back. So maybe that's something that the bigger clubs might think about. That way they're not in the news as much because anything that goes down, they're the ones that are always getting blamed for it. Just my uh, thoughts on that one. Let's go to some news right here. New Kensington officials deny motorcycle clubs request for a new clubhouse. Zoning will always get you, is what I can tell you. A motorcycle club that sought to use a residential zone in New Kensington property and its new clubhouse, or as its new clubhouse, will have to find a new hub. You know, that's one thing that I can tell you right off the bat, that most of these cities and stuff are not going to want a clubhouse in a residential area. That's why you see a lot of them 
in commercially or industrial zone type of places. And just by the way they voted, it was a three to zero. They denied it right away for a conditional use. And uh, Councilman uh, Ted and Timothy were absent. Uh, and I guess there was an hour long public hearing before the vote and the council heard from about a dozen residents against the approval and about a half dozen in support so it sounds like a 12 to 6 type of deal and the main objection it looks like was concerns from the motorcycles but you know what really is behind that and they just don't want to say it and there was not one deciding factor, according to the guy. It's not about the people in the motorcycle club. It's not about the group. Whatever happens to that building has to go through the correct process. It's funny, even in this country where you think you own property or any of that type of stuff, you really don't. It's all up to the government to give you a go-ahead in that one. So what do you guys think? Give me your thoughts in the comments section about, uh, you know, we're going to trail around on this issue and see if clubs can really get along. We're going to trail around and, you know, I think it's going to be educational for you. It's definitely educational on me, what I've been reading about uh, these bikey laws and stuff. Anyway, let's go to the second half of the show right now. We'll be right back. And don't forget, MotorcycleMadhouse.com. It's on 24-7 a day.
party through the night. Keep the motor tight, pillin' out, taking flights. Life on the edge is the way that Yogi likes. No fun if I can't do a hundred through the light. Probably the only way that I can live and feel What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? What's up, Brooklyn Rich and C130, baby? We're going to talk about why it is a problem for HD working with Budweiser. If you haven't saw or seen whatever grammatically correct thing it is uh, over on Insane's uh, Wheels, did a story, I guess, Harley Davidson lent its logo to Budweiser. Yes, it lent its logo to Budweiser, Mike. Ain't that messed up? I think I think this whole Budweiser thing was a reaction of them showing extreme left and now them trying to recover by going extreme right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I cannot believe that Harley Davidson out of all companies are the ones to co-sign it. Should we be surprised though that with a European as president of Harley-Davidson, he doesn't know the culture of Harley-Davidson. Right. Can we be really surprised now? um, No. No, because it's all about money. It's a business. That's all they care about. And if there's any way that they can monetize, they're going to do it. No matter what, if it's motorcycles, merchandise, whatever – that kind of partnership and advertisement, all that stuff, there's a reason behind closed doors why that's happening. See, what I don't understand, though, is they're catering to, like, under 0.5% of the population. Right. And that's not how you treat your core customers. First, they came out with Green Day, who said, fuck America, I'm giving up my citizenship. Billy Idol, right? Or Billy, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, why would you hire that band when Harley Davidson has been known as an American idol for years and years? Right. It's an American company, and it's supposed to be all about America. The pride that it was built here or that it was everything about Harley Davidson was because of Americans, we're, we are the ones not, you know, we are the ones that made it a thing. You know, Harley mm-hmm. Davidson's even around because of us, because of club guys, because of all, but they don't even recognize us as anything anymore. They look at well, us as some bad it's guy. It's funny when you brought up Harley Davidson, do you know in their museum, they don't have one club patch? Yeah, see, that's ridiculous because the, you, if you, you, I would be honored if I had a company and there was bylaws that stated that you only could have a Harley Davidson in a certain club. I would be honored to have that as somebody's bylaws. I'd be like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, like I am so honored that my motorcycles are that worthy. You know what I mean? Right. But they don't, they don't look at it that way. They look at us as some sort of, like I said, you know, gang and, and they don't want to they don't want to get involved in any of that. Well, I think they've moved away from the rebellious image mm-hmm. to uh, let's be all inclusive, kind of like Honda did with their commercial in the 70s. And maybe it's working. Maybe it's not. They're trying to advertise some once- people my age. That's why. That's that's really? why. I mean, let's say the, the 0.5%, you know how you're saying the 0.5% of, of, of mm-hmm. the population, they were going after but you got to think of all these people that that how many karens are there how many how many you know white dudes that hate their own race and you know the those are the guys those are the demographics they're really going for you know they're going for all of those people those extreme lefts you know that i don't i don't understand why because the extreme left is a minority it is a minority. It is a minority. It, it, they, but they make it seem like the media makes it seem like that's the main way people think. Right. They, they have a, a, a good way of presenting it like it as if this is how it always is. This is what it is. Um, to me, it's fake news. 
It's 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 not real news. That's why I get all my actual news source from YouTube. Believe it or not, I get my well, news sources third, from YouTube. Third now. party creators, you're able to know where they're coming from. Exactly, exactly. You know, you can't trust these these companies anymore. You know, like well, CNN especially uh, targets in the news right now because it oh, wow. had this big display up of uh, this trans stuff. They had suits where you'd tuck and all that kind of shit. And they got freaked out when there was some push at back because they're trying to avoid a Anheuser Busch type of deal right now. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, Amish. I disagree. Harley was the major option at the time clubs began, and Indian was the other. And who did America fight it uh, with at the time? Japanese, Germans. So it was. Do you agree it was a lack of options, or do you think it was more patriotic to be behind Harley? Patriotic, thousand percent. I don't. I don't think it had anything to do with that. I. I think there. There was plenty of resources and, and sport bikes that people could have hopped on at any time. It was your guys's generation and the generation before that and the generation before that that actually appreciated the the patriot. That 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 it was made in America and it was here as an American product, and you guys supported that because they supported us in the beginning. But mm -hmm. now they just left us in the dirt and treat us like garbage. I mean, go into a Harley de dealership with a patch on and watch how you get treated. <laughs> yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> serious. I mean, I've done it. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, you get on there, you got your patch on there. Unless you're a pig cop club. Exactly. Then, exactly. Then they, All of a sudden they'll talk oh. to you like, oh, I'll come over here. We'll, you know, like we'll get you a new brand new Euro King. <laughs> but what does that say? Well, you know what? In the 70s, Harley came out with a lot of Confederate plot products and stuff. But all of a sudden now it's like they want to forget about that. Yep. Yep. Because they know that the generation, like my generation now, doesn't really care about it. Mm. Let's be honest. They, I don't really see patriot people in my age range, really, that really appreciate their country unless they served. You know, and that's um, pretty sad, right there. It, it, it's sad because, like, for me, like I get up anytime the national anthem is. is you know, I, I show respect on every level like if i'm wearing a hat i'll take it off and i'll put it on my heart like like i take that serious mm -hmm. other people do not take that serious you know like that there isn't even pledge of allegiance at, in schools anymore in some schools you know what i mean like that's sad you should be proud of where you live this is our culture but no you can't even embrace your own culture without being a racist and that it, <laughs> You know what? That's why I think uh, platforms that give third-party creators a voice are so important now to shape a narrative. You know, let's. Uh, you know what? Cable TV—it's becoming a dinosaur right now. Yeah, I don't use it. I don't either. I just use the apps on the TV and yep. stuff like you that. You connect it to your Wi-Fi, and boom—you you got your smart TV. You got your your Netflix. You got Hulu. YouTube, you know, it's all right there. Why would you need anything else? Uh, Chase says, what's the topic? Chase in the house. Chase. Hop in the, why is it, hop in, why hop is in it, the thing. Why is it a problem? HD working with Budweiser is the topic right now. Right. And, and I it, just did this on Insane Wheels. It pissed me off. It really did. And people were saying, well, you know, it was probably in the works before all this. I don't give a shit. If I'm a company, I'm pulling my shit out. I'll exactly. How many times contract. have they pulled people right away for their actions? What do you mean? How, just because things were could have been signed beforehand and all that stuff and, and deals could have been in place, they have the right to cancel that that exact, you know what I mean? They have a right to cancel that contract. I wow, appreciate Chase that. I appreciate that, Chase. Make sure you get better, man. Make sure you get better. Absolutely, one thousand percent. Have you helped him with his computer yet? I, I did only a little bit with software stuff, like just explaining the software and the stuff he needs. But what I need to do is I need to get on to like a FaceTime with him to to 
see what he's got and show him what to plug in. You know what I mean? The hardware. I got to show him how to plug it all in. Uh, Danny Delos here. We're talking about why is it a problem HD working with Budweiser? Why is what? Why is it a problem Harley Davidson working with Budweiser? Budweiser just came out with a can uh, that Harley Davidson put their logo on. Dude, I can like barely hear you guys. Put up your volume on your phone. Can you hear it? I already tried to do that. Hold on, guys. Leave the room and come back. That'll probably work. All right, probably just glitched. You, you back? Damn, what the f Just leave and come back. You think that's going to piss off the uh, old-timers, Mike? Yes. Yes, because there's a separation of ideologies here. You know what I mean? You've got these young guys that think a certain way. And then you've got the OGs that, that in my opinion, that's how I, I like to roll with the gray beards. I, I like to I learn and learn their culture, their way, their tradition. To me, it's, it's, there is no more honor and code and ethics. Uh, there is no more of that. So that's why I like being around those people that all, that do still have that. Well, Corey just said he spent the whole week at Myrtle Beach, went to all the spots every day. Never once did he see anyone drinking Bud Light or Budweiser. Yep. So that that's where that's where I don't get where Harley Davidson's uh, leaders or whatever would even put their logo on something like that. No, it, it's just one of those reactions, and they went from extreme left to now oh, hey, look, we're still American. We're all about American. You know, we're all about the true definition, tradition. And when you think of tradition, you think of Harley, you know what I mean? So, of course, mm. they're going to go after the most American product. And what is the most American product, really? And that would be Harley Davidson. So they went from the extreme left to now, oh, we're going to bring a whole different demographic in, and we're going to show everyone that we still are about it. But no, you ain't. This is a this well, is what, some Steve, well, what about what Steve just said? He don't get it. The same people who cry about cancel culture are the same ones saying boycott Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I can understand that. I can understand that. But that's a company yeah. doing something versus somebody saying something online. Saying something online should not be canceled just for their opinion. Now, when a when a, a company is doing something that is actually being sold out to the public, that's different. Well, a company, uh, Danny, is supposed to say, "Okay, we're in business to sell you product X, Y, and Z." They're not supposed to be there to push an ideology on you. You know what, man? Harley's been pushing bullshit on us for years, and ain't nobody stopped buying Harleys. Ain't nobody stopped working on Harleys. Ain't nobody stopped buying Harley parts. So to me, it's almost a pointless discussion, man, because we all talk that shit, but we still going to buy our Harley, right? We still going to buy our Harley parts. I but mean, I let's keep think, it real. I don't think it's been at this level where. Well, Harley look at look at how many years ago at the at the Summerfest or not Summerfest, but uh, um, the the Harley anniversary party in Milwaukee. They had Elton John or something like that. I think it was. And like and everybody, <laughs> what's that? I like, I like Elton John. I I, I want to say it was Elton John that they had, and and like so many people took their Harley shirts off, threw them on the floor, and walked away. Right? That didn't stop like sales. It, yeah, like as if that stopped anything. Yeah, dumbass. So you spent I, you spent sixty dollars for a bullshit ass T shirt made in Japan. Oh, that you and, can blow it up. Yeah, and, and, and you, you threw it on the ground the and walked away. Thanks like, for the ooh, money. that'll show them. You still paid me 60 bucks for the shirt. Like, I wish all my haters that hated me paid me, like, 100 bucks and then told me to go fuck myself. I wish they all did that. Right, right. You'd be like, fuck, dude. Let me tell you, you guys would make money. a huge difference in my life. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting a lot more haters now, Danny? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, since I went back on TikTok, you know how that goes. Are you back on TikTok? Why are you said you wanted I'm this shit banned? 
I do want to ban. You have no fucking idea how bad I want TikTok banned. You're contradicting yourself. You say it should be banned. Uh, Here we go. Look at this little motherfucker. Who are you talking to right now? Look, Instagram. It's it's Instagram. Why are you on TikTok? I'm on everything. No, you said that you did not. You think it should be banned. I do. So if you think it should be banned, why are you contradicting yourself by going? You know what? I was just bored to one day. Okay, at least you're keeping it real. And, I, and I'm going to build up our BCAM podcast. I mean, if that's okay with you, Michael. Oh, wow. Okay, you know. use that against me. Well, okay. <laughs> well, well, the truth is, the truth of the matter is, is the only people that, that actually advertise the BCAM podcast is me in Hollywood. So I'm oh, wow. I'm, wow. The, I'm the one that, that puts out the stories. I'm the one that puts out the... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Links. Damn, I'm, the one that, I'm the one that puts I'm up the Spotify. Hell on. I'm the one that puts right? up the Spotify. I'm the one that puts up the Rumble. What are you talking about, cuh? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he just got as pissed off as uh, he did when I exposed his side piece, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The supposed, the alleged. I, I've got nothing piece. to say, Mike. I really don't. I, I, I'm just going to shut the fuck up now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't live on the internet. They did. Yeah, that hey, came hey, out of hey, nowhere. Actually, you kind of do. You know what I mean? So it's no, cool. I kind of really don't. Well, <laughs> half, half I come out here, talk a little shit, I'm gone. I got shit yeah, to do. Yeah, you do. You know I what? Mean, I do. I did. Like, not on I your motorcycle, really though, because that shit is broken down right now. So <laughs> you, ain't you ain't riding nowhere. Wow, Hollywood, I feel like he's trying to take it out on me because you just trashed his ass all morning long. <laughs> you oh, got him all geeked up. Let's now he's see, now he's coming after on, me on. over here. Let's see how. No, no, no. Hold on. I think I did very well for the very first time. Co-host. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you now, do. Let's see how you do tomorrow, sir. Because you're. I'm a fucking heathen, bro. You can't break me. You can't break me either. <laughs> I don't know. You got broke, bro. I, I, well, I, <laughs> I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm kind of like halfway broken. Always showing the the peg leg, man. I I mean, you keep calling me peg leg. I'm going to keep showing it off. (laughs) I I did enjoy it. Why is he peg leg? Okay, calm down there, feller. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I did enjoy Danny's video yesterday. I actually learned a lot from that uh, video about the cam bearings and stuff like that. Dude, I, I couldn't help it. Like, so I was doing my can bearings, right? And I'm like, you know what? I know how to do it, but sometimes, you know, we'd make you make you a little cloudy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, let me make sure I know what I'm doing here. So I go look on YouTube. Like, I and pretty much, even if I know what I'm doing, I'll look on YouTube to see videos of what I'm about to do. Like, see if maybe I should make one, you know? So I go on there and I'm looking at these videos and I mean, I'm looking at videos that are like 35 minutes long of somebody doing a cam bearing and I'm like, bro, it's a four minute freaking process. Just show me the part that I need. Yeah, I'm like, in 30 minutes, I could take my whole top end and my, and my bottom end apart and and take it all completely out. So, you know, they're, they're telling the stories and, and they're what made me decide to do my can bearings. And then they go into this whole fucking, you know, and I'm like, all right, that's boring. And then there was this other guy that literally took a fucking hose clamp and put it on the end of the can bearing tool to suck it in so that it could go into the can bearing. And I'm like, you are the dumbest person I've ever seen in my entire life. So I'm like, I got to do a video. So. You can't, you can't there'll be more videos coming too because I'm building my bike, so there'll be videos of uh your cam plate install and your cam install, um, like you know, with the oil pump. There'll be all kinds of videos coming up shortly. I love that you're doing that, that you can show off as you're doing this project because it's, it's a big one and yeah. you've got a, a beautiful, beautiful bike. 
um, you're gonna. I think that's be what's able actually. To show that. That's cool. I think that's, that's what actually is missing from the scene is people actually sitting down enjoying working on their bikes. Yeah, the that's time. that's a the big thing time. that's missing, and that's why I say that Harley Davidson is not going to feel any effect. By them doing anything. You know what? I'm surprised they don't have a transsexual fuck nut on a sportster by now. You know what I'm saying? It's not going <laughs> to hurt their why business. Why has it got to be a sportster? Why has it got, always got to be the sportster? Because, I mean, who likes sportsters? I mean, really. They can, they, they can turn into choppers. That's about the only good thing about them. I agree. <laughs> I'm just joking. I just like pissing people off because so many people ride yeah. sportsters yeah. and they get so butt hurt. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> sportsters are actually really cool bikes, but yeah, I'll never yeah. tell a sportster on that. You're on two wheels. You, I appreciate you it. You do remember the times when people actually sat back in a garage. That's what actually brought people closer within the scene was yep. in the garage telling That's lies. That's what they're Bill's missing, brother They're missing that. They're missing that time. They're re- they would rather get together and talk about drama than get yeah, together. That, you know, here's the thing, man. Together. Like I was starting out to say, the reason why Harley's not going to feel any effects by it is because Harley does not have any bikers anymore. Right. You know? Right. And, yeah. and me and Hollywood, let's put it to you this way, and this is no disrespect to you, Mike. But oh, well, actually, Mike ain't even a part of that. So you know, I'm I'm not even gonna do that. He's he's had enough this morning, poor kid. <laughs> me and Hollywood, we if me and Hollywood walk into a dealership, we could both have a hundred grand cash in our pocket, and they would never know it because nobody would really step up. Nobody would walk up and treat us like kings or nothing. Yeah, you're right. We'd have to walk around and ask for help. I know this because I, I, for a fact, I've been through it. I you just went through this shit it. with Woodstock Harley. These fucking assholes. You'd have to be like, so, "Hey guys, I have a hundred grand over here." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, help me yeah. out over here. Exactly. Thank you. But like, some hey, yuppie walks money. in there with flip flops, some bullshit shorts. ass shorts on, and a polo yep. shirt. Yep. That asshole gets the fucking Harley Davidson treatment, and it's like. Where was that prick at when that business was going under? When all of us real bikers fucking came out and helped the company. We saved that company. If it wasn't for real bikers, that company wouldn't even exist. What happened to you at Woodstock? Because I had a real bad experience with the last bike I bought. Dude, I'm going to do a whole fucking video on these fucking assholes, man. I I bought a new wheel for my bike, right? A powder-coated wheel, all black, 19-inch. I take it there, and I'm like, yeah, I need um, new bearings put in the wheel because it, it had non-ABS bearings, and my bike is ABS. Right. So I take it there. Now, back in the day, dude, and I'm not even going to say back in the day. I'm saying as early as like a couple of years ago. Yeah, not that I long. could walk in there, say, hey, man, I need bearings thrown in my wheel real quick. they take it in the back. I'd walk back there with them. The guy would put them in for me, take yep. the old ones out, put the new ones in. I'd throw them 20 bucks, and I'd walk out the fucking door. No big th- the way a Harley shop is supposed to be. But no, I walk in there, now it's all a corporate-owned business. So I have to, I have to, um, you know, go through service and the whole paperwork. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to get jammed up for about 200 bucks. So I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm going to get jammed up for about 200 bucks, whatever. It'll be done in 30 minutes. I, I walk outside. I'm having a square. The guy comes out and says, hey, I got bad news for you. And I'm like, what else is new? I'm like, what happened? The tool broke because they were trying to pull the bearing. And I'm like, how did the tool break? How does that even happen? And he goes, well, he, he didn't want to put the impact on it. I'm like, wait a minute. Why wouldn't he put the impact on it? That's what you're supposed to do. Well, he didn't want to do it because of the, the powder coating. And I'm like, all right. So they broke the tool. And he's like, we'll have it done tomorrow afternoon for sure. Now, this is on a fucking Thursday. I'm like, all right, cool. I call Friday, nothing. I call Saturday, nothing. Saturday, this prick tells me my should have been done Sunday afternoon. Okay, cool. I call Sunday afternoon. Guess what? Service department is closed on Sundays. Yeah. So you fucking lied to me, and it took you four days to do my wheel, and you never even did my wheel. So I'm like, you know what? Cancel the work order. Go fuck yourself. I'll come pick up my wheel. Like. Yeah. That's the way I'm done with Harley dealers. No, they they really are a scam now, dude. They mm-hmm. are a scam. What's the problem with Harley dealers is they're hiring these uh, young ones out of MMI and stuff yeah. like that. They have no experience whatsoever. The older guys are gone now. 
Right. And Woodstock Harley is one of the worst in Northern Illinois. One of the worst. Dealers. And you know what I don't get is they is they have on the internet and everything that like their service department is impeccable. And I'm like, that's because you have yuppies that go in there and don't know how shit's supposed to be really done. Yeah, you're right. A yuppie will will bring their bike in and say, "Yeah, I need an oil change done." First of all, you're a fucking asshole if you, if you need Harley to change your oil. But they'll come in there. I need I need an oil change and brakes. Okay, cool. It'll be done mm, about a month and a half. It'll, it'll be here. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Us bikers True. ain't hearing that shit. If you ain't doing it right now today in front of me, I'm right fucking leaving. Bye. I, I'm gonna walk back there with you, and I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna hang out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pulling smoke. my bike in. I'm putting it on the lift, and I'm probably gonna help you go through it. Right. I might even look and inspect my own bike while it's over there. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What, what, what's that. that say? What's that say about the state of uh, the scene when they can't even do with their own primary trans or freaking oil? Well, that's why. Uh, that, I had a guy comment on my video yeah. yesterday, and he said, and I don't know what club, but he said, "Dude, he's like, I know a guy who's the president of a club, and he don't even know how to change his own oil. How the fuck can he be the president of that club?" No, way. and I was like, <laughs> "There's you know, a lot of that I, I out there now." You, I was about to say, "I guarantee you, that's not the only president that don't know how to change his oil." Mm -hmm. I'm sure the technicians and upgrades and parts changers only. That's all they are. Yeah. Uh, Rich, my first bike was just after Harley bought them back from uh, the AMF. I'm not Me too. Saying them. I'm saying they've given up on us people that actually. See, I think actually oh, yeah. stop Kegels, they have a four filter minimum that or maximum that you can buy. You can only buy four filters at a time from them now. Because, I did not know that. Yeah, because people want to do their own stuff and they want their technicians. Right, to do right, right. <laughs> because they're going to their own people. Yeah, I'm, I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of like these third party companies that are like mechanics or, you know, dealerships that sell used motorcycles, for instance, and they have a service department or whatever. We have a lot of those here where I live. But, um, um, but that, that's usually what outbeats any type of Harley dealership is we've actually got these used Harleys that are already yeah. modified to West Coast, like standard, like what we like out here. Why right. wouldn't you go after that rather than a brand new Harley Davidson where you've got to spend an arm and a leg, no pun intended. You right. know what I mean? You got to spend everything over there. You got to spend your bank. And then you can go over here and buy a customized, already got the two into one. It's already stage two. You got a cam in there, whatever. It's already built to what you like. So why not go after yeah. that rather than and actually have good service? Well, see, Har Harley Davidson for years has been gravitating towards the yuppies. Yes. And now it's all about the yuppies. I mean, you can see it in the in the gay ass clothing they got. You can see it in the prices of the bikes. Right. You know. I mean, you know, you go to a dealership, it's very seldom you'll see a biker there. You know, you might see some old, some old heads. You know, some old school brothers yeah, out there. Yeah, they like going there for coffee mornings. You yeah, know, those weird hog yeah. dudes. There's that, some you know. of them that you know they'll go there and hang out or whatever. Yeah. But mostly, I mean, you walk in, man, and it's just it's a bunch of yuppies and and gym shoes, and you know, there's just no biker vibe, man. Right. You know, yes. it's you got that right. C130 Woodstock was bought out by Yup, and he owns like ten dealership. It's come more yeah. of a court type of thing than uh. You know, yeah, I it, was, it was bought by a corporation. They own a uh, uh, wildfire and like 10 or 15 other, like whatever the maximum limit before you get into that monopoly, they call it or whatever. They're, uh -huh. they're one less than that. I think it's like, it's like 10 or 19 or something like that. Right. I remember it, it, when wildfire right was just a freaking storefront. You walked in, you'd have smelled the gas and all that stuff. Well, you yeah. a real, a real mechanic shop. Is yeah, up, up until yeah, yeah, up yeah. until just uh, <laughs> up until just last summer, I could walk in there, and Doug Jackson was a guy who ran Woodstock Harley, very good, awesome guy, awesome man, and you could walk in there and be like, "Hey, Doug, I need this done," and he'd go get somebody right on it, and it would be right. done, you know. 
Or I go in there and his brother Dan Jackson would be in there. And I walk in and be like, hey, man, I need some bearings thrown in my wheel real quick. Yeah, hey, go in the back and talk to one of the techs. You know, no problem. You know, now you got to go through service and it's going to be, you know, $150 an hour. And it's like, come on, man. Well, yeah, and they charge the laborers out. Just that's where they get you. They say, oh, their labor is ridiculous, labor. dude. It's one hundred and eighty dollars an hour, I think, or one hundred and fifty. Yeah, no, it's 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 ridiculous. It's it's exactly. It's a scam, in my opinion. But then you got guys like me, guys, who I work on bikes. I can tear a bike down and rebuild the whole bike myself. I have all the tools, may almost all the tools. Yeah, there's there's um, a lot of hard. I do detailing. I, I do custom stuff. I do sound systems. I could do anything that you want done, but yet I cannot pay people to bring their bike to my home garage mm -hmm. to have their bike worked on right. Correct. for a fraction of what it would cost to take it to Harley. But they'll gladly take it to Harley for the experience. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I think people is really the main problem. I agree. I agree. What's up, Amish? We got Mr. Yo. Amish up in the building. He's at work. Look at this Yo. man. He's the only one that uh, you works. Gotta, you got to see the shit work. I'm tearing down today. It's unbelievable when I got two bikes at home when I'm done. No, I was just going to input something here. I, I went to my local Harley dealer with my uh, with my Cholo, and my Road King has a problem where you're riding down the road, and all of a sudden the fuel's just cutting off. I got The what? I it, the fuel, fuel is just cutting off. It's automatically oh. just leaning out to the point where you can't give it any gas anymore. There's no throttle response. Were the injectors messed up or something? Brand new injectors, fuel pump lines. Mm. Even no, that's got something to do with your tuner or, or your computer. Exactly. That's what I was pointing at. But I wanted them to communicate with the computer. And I gave right. them a laundry list of shit that I put into this bike. Now, here's, here's where I'm going to get to. <laughs> So the service manager calls me. He says, it's going to be a week before I look at it. A week later, he looked at it. I show up. The crackpot technician puts a fuel gauge on the bike. And he says, well, your fuel pump's putting out 120 pounds pressure. He says, you blew a line. We put a new line in it. I said, okay. I, he goes, I'm testing it. It's still putting on 120 pounds pressure. And I said, wait a minute. 120 Let me PSI. see what you're doing. Hold on. I, I'm, I'm getting there. Hold on a second. Anybody knows anything about fuel injection, you have a line in and a line out. The line has to blow back to the tank. Nope. The technician has only one side of the gauge connected, and they're trying to sell me a regulator and new lines that I just replaced. I did it myself because I do everything <laughs> myself. Anybody knows anything? Wow. And I called him on it. Wow. I went out to the service manager. I said to him, I go, what are you pricing me for? And he goes, uh -huh. I'm pricing you for a regulator and lines. He goes, you need it. I said, you're telling me that's going to cure my bike. I said, are you sure? And he says, absolutely. And I pulled him back in and I said, you tell me what's wrong with that fuel gauge set up on her. And you, I made sure that I made him aware that don't stick the new guy on my bike. I need somebody right. to diagnose this problem because I don't have, it's a real problem. I don't have a scanner. I don't have right. a scanner for it. And right. this is a Magnelli system, mind you. Okay. So he sits there and says, well, that's the best technician I have. Another technician came over and called him on it. Wow. He pointed him out in front of his boss and in front of the customer. Not seriously. Like, oh, what wow. the hell? So the one guy, he, he right. says to me, he goes, do yourself a favor. He goes, take your bike over to the Tampa dealership, which they were closing. And they're opening a new one up here. Guess who the service manager is at the new building? That same, same dude? fucking guy. No way. So I'm sitting here. I'm scratching my head going, is there ever a tech out here? And, and then I finally got the guy. I pulled aside the, the one guy that came over, and I said to him, I go, listen. I said, what do you guys mainly do here? Do you do rebuild shit like that? He goes, honestly, he goes, we do upgrades here. That's what we do. And that's where I call That's what they all do now. That's what they all. And then they, motherfuckers charge me two hundred fifty bucks. They all like to do stage one bolt. Dude, I used to. I used to work at um, I used to work at a place called Ukes Harley Davidson in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And um, when I was working there, I was just a detail guy. I was working in the basement, just washing bikes and detailing them and shit. And they had a tech there that they raved about. He was like the most amazing tech ever. He was a master tech. 
Well, one day I come into work and I'm walking through the service department to go to my department. And he's got an old shovel head sitting on the rack. <clears throat> and he had that typical look that we've all had when we're working on a shovel head. What the fuck is wrong with this thing? So I walk up and I go, what's going on with the bike? And he's like, man, he's like, I, he's like, I don't know much about these kind of bikes. You know, they're old, you know, he goes, it's doing this, it's doing that. And I said, what's it doing? And he tells me what's going on. I ended up spending that whole day. I worked on that shovel head and I got it running perfect. All right. Yeah. And I owned a shovel head. My first bike was an 82 FLT. It was a shovel head. The last one of the, one of the last years, actually. Mm, and um, 79 for me. so I got this bike done for him. He didn't know what the fuck to do on it. The bike is done. The customer's happy. They ride off. I didn't get nothing out of that. I'm oh, like, wait a minute. I'm like, this is your question. master tech. They didn't even give you like this a t-shirt This guy just got paid $150 an hour. Yeah, they didn't it's, give you a hat. For me to work they on the bike. He, he couldn't even work on a shovel head. The most simple bike to work on. He couldn't work on it. Man. See, I made that argument too. I was like, if I got to pay you hourly for me to come in here and diagnose my own bike what the fuck do i need you for yeah i gotta spend yep. 160 dollars well, you know uh, i'm gonna do on members only tomorrow we're gonna do uh your most uh i don't know how can you say it most fucked up experience at a harley davidson right you're, 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 you're i've got a million of them experiences the worst experiences <laughs> at harley dealerships well we'll talk it's about that tomorrow everybody thanks for uh it's joining the show and all that good stuff. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Now rock on, baby. Vamos, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when I.